Ruin My Childhood. Thank you for listening to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better off left in the past. And I said that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where we decide if some things are better left in the past. This is a podcast where one host judges another host for doing the intro incorrectly, and then he does the same thing. Yep. How about that? Cash me outside. How about that? Ew. Anyway, this is another episode of Ruined My Childhood with Mike and Kat. I'm just going to take the intro away from you completely. So rude. I'm just going to, I'm Mike. I'm Kat. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about a movie that you've never seen before. No, is I that haven't. correct? Correct. And this is a movie that I have very fond memories of. What what movie are we covering? Scooby-Doo. Scoobert Dubert. Is there really only one Scooby-Doo movie? Um. Well... At this point, there are several. So there have been a bunch of animated ones over the years, uh, but only two has only two have gone to the uh, movie theaters, as far as I know. So there's 2002 Scooby Doo, and then there was Scooby Doo Two Monster Return. I can't remember what the uh, second one was called, but there are two live action films in the franchise that went to theaters, and then there were a bunch of direct direct to DVD ones that came out afterwards. But no animated ones. I don't recall any animated ones going to theaters. Well, of course, it wouldn't have gone to theaters. No, there are several animated Scooby-Doo movies that are, like, direct-to-DVD. Got it. Like, dozens. Got it. But only two movies featuring Scoobert Dubert went to theaters. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. I just realized I say Scooby-Doo kind of different. It's Scooby-Doo. I, I think I don't leave the pause. Scooby, Scooby-Doo. One time we figured out that everyone in my family says hash browns, like it's a question. That's weird. <laughs> so. Like you with Dave and Busters. Hey. You knock it off. That's Dave how you, and Buster's. That's, that's what you call it. Okay? Dave and Buster's. Anyway, hey, hey, this is not what the podcast the is about. emphasis on the first word? That's so weird. Obviously, Dave is more Dave important if he was named first. We got a pot of gold under the rainbow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm very fond of this movie. Uh, I, know. I This was actually the first DVD that I owned. I haven't seen it, so I have zero emotional investment in this. So I, uh, the reason that this is kind of a big deal, besides being the first DVD that i owned my grandmother got us this movie and attack of the clones uh for christmas one year we didn't even have a dvd player yet we did have a desktop computer that had a dvd player in it was your dad like what am i going to do with the dvd i don't have a dvd player no he actually is like oh there's one in the computer so we actually had to watch it (laughs) on the computer monitor for a little bit until we went out and got like an adapter to take the dvd um or the v the vga cable from the tv or the computer to an adapter to put it onto the tv vga cable it's a blast from the past yeah well that's actually like discontinued now so which weird is pretty crazy but yeah so we had to like hook our computer to the tv for like six months to watch a dvd AV which was a pain in the ass. schools everywhere crying a single right? lonely tear uh so yeah it was a big deal it was a pain in the ass to watch this movie when we wanted to watch it initially but we we watched it all the time and do we say ass on this podcast yeah ass is in the bible as far as i, I can tell <laughs> But is it different when you're talking about a donkey? This is a pain in the donkey. Or is it like pussycat is okay, but you can't call a vagina a pussy? I think you can say that now on TV. Pussy? Yeah. Pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the other reason this was a big deal to me, obviously, um, Steven, my cousin, he was a big fan of Scooby-Doo. Uh, and he looked a bit like Matthew. He looks a lot well, you know, like he, he didn't look like him. His son looks a lot like Matthew. Yeah, Lillard. Christian looks a lot. I think Stephen would look a lot like Matthew Lillard if he was a little skinnier. He was a big dude. That was a chunk. Um, lovable chunk. Yeah, he's the best. 
And then also this movie introduced me to Isla Fisher. She's in this movie oh. and I thought she was I like super Fisher. hot. And she is super hot. She is super hot and she's in this movie and I'm like, who's that? She, she has good. the world's most perfect breasts. Does she? That's a line. I have the world's most perfect breasts. And what? I thought you should know that. I don't know. I don't. Something where she plays a total tart. Huh. Interesting. It was great. Well, I don't remember I'm the looking movie, forward but I to watching her. her. But I, what's weird is I watched this movie so much as a, as like a teenager. This movie came out when I was like 13 years old. And when I started working at the movie theater, the day that we grand opened, the second movie came out. So like my first week at that job was ushering this this movie this the, the sequel to this movie so i really liked it back then but i have not watched that movie since i moved out of my parents house in 2010 so it's been like nine years at least nine years since i've seen this movie and i'm really excited to go back and watch it all right so uh we should read some comments from our our loyal listeners our adoring public um hannah Mayer said the only things I remember from the fever dream of that movie are Scrappy-Doo pissing on Daphne <laughs> and Shaggy's love interest being named Mary Jane. What? What happens? I don't remember the, the Scrappy thing, but uh, yeah, Mary Jane is Isla Fisher's character. Got it. All right, so I've got a comment from BS and Craft Beer, and it goes like this. Although I don't remember much about the movie, I remember watching Scream years later and exclaiming, Zoinks, it's Shaggy. <laughs> That's right, Matthew Lillard's the killer in Scream. Got it. Spoiler alert. I'm Spaceship said, musical youths pass the duchy playing as smoke pours out of the mystery <laughs> machine. Seriously? Because Shaggy and Scooby are barbecuing. Yeah, so this movie, <laughs> I mean, between, there are a couple different smoke things. Of course, Scooby and Shaggy are like total foodies. And then uh, Isla Fisher's character being named Mary Jane. Of course, there's some stoner jokes in there. I mean, I don't know if I'd call them foodies so much as bottomless pits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've also got one from Lexi Choo Choo. I don't know if Choo Choo is like a trait. No, it's with a U. I I, I apologize for making Choo Choo sounds. Uh, <laughs> the actually scary goblin giants gave me real nightmares. Huh. Yeah, so there's like these pur- purple giant demon things in the movie at some point. That's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I'm really excited to watch this movie. Uh, I actually bought this movie instead of renting it. Normally, I'll buy the movie. It's like 2 or $3 more than renting it. This time around, you know, it was like $10 more to buy it. But I know I'm going to like this movie. So I bought it. I haven't seen it. So I have zero emotional investment in this. Oh, you're about to. I think you're going to like it because it's weird. All right. All right. Ruby Ruby Doo! The biggest movie of the summer. No way. Has comedy. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it, Scoob? <laughs> it's got drama. Scooby Doo! But most importantly, it's got best friends. Who's your best buddy? Reggie. Who's my best buddy in the whole wide world? Ruby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo. Rated PG. In theaters June 14th. So we just watched Scooby Doo. And what did you think? You've never seen it before. Um, That was hilarious. It's so good, right? <laughs> uh... I had a lot of fun with it. From the beginning, and I kind of forgot about the beginning part of the movie. I guess we should summarize it before we get into it. Go ahead and summarize it. There's no way I can summarize that. Do it. I can't. All right, fine. I don't know why I ever argue with you. I hate doing the summaries. So basically, in a nutshell, uh, Mystery Inc. has been around for a little while, I'm assuming, in this world. They're at this, like, toy factory, and they're taking off, like, taking off. They're trying to 
like stop this ghost that's like floating around the toy shop and the plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to so velma has this like really elaborate plan and scooby and shaggy accidentally mess it up which causes fred to spray velma with the hose and daphne was captured by the ghost and they keep making jokes that she's always captured and she's the damsel in distress and then just through sheer luck scooby accidentally takes out the ghost and of course it's a man in a mask and a costume and he's got like this helium suit that allows him to fly like a ghost pamela anderson like shows up drives through a wall in the mystery machine like van and like a news crew follows and they ask like hey how did you do it and fred takes credit for the whole thing and it ends up creating like a rift between the team and it fast forwards to two years later after they quit uh shaggy and scooby are like in the van and you just see smoke smoke pillowing out of the the van and you think they're getting high because it has the patch the duchy song <laughs> and as one of our listeners pointed out and this they're just eating they've got like a barbecue set up so in their great. van and this guy shows up and he says hey we'd like to hire you to come to an amusement park we think it might be haunted and we want you guys to kind of solve the mystery and shaggy and scooby are like no we're not gonna do it and the guy's like we'll give you ten thousand dollars like no we're not gonna do it unlimited food so they agreed to go and then at the airport they run into the rest of mystery inc and they kind of it seems like daphne and shaggy kind of want to get the group together but fred is like no people are watching i'm not going to give you guys like a high five so they agree to try to solve the mystery each on their own and that's kind of how the movie starts off. They all go their separate ways to try to solve the the mystery. Inefficiently. Inefficiently. And then they end up together. And it turns out that maybe the supernatural is real after all. Nah. Um, that first scene. Yep. <laughs> at one point, Velma ends up upside down, tangled up in... Was it a hose? No, a chain. She got... Yeah. So... She drops about 10 feet. She dropped like 20, 25 feet. Before this thing snaps her back. She would have broken her spine. Velma would be dead. Like in the first two minutes of the film, right. I'm like, oh my God, did they just kill Velma? Right. <laughs> it's violent. It's super violent. Like, like I kind of wonder if that was just a, a dummy or if that no idea. was actually okay. I have that was no intense. idea. It then... Like Shaggy and Scooby go on like, I mean, this is based off a cartoon, of course, so it has some like cartoon physics and stuff, but they end up on a skateboard and going around like a conveyor belt system and take out the ghost. And Fred had like a, played by Freddie Prince Jr., had like a wig on, like the most outrageous wig. It was the worst wig of all time. It was hilarious. Honestly, I was impressed with his blonde. All the wigs were bad. Yeah. No, they they were. Intentionally, I think. I was impressed with his blonde hair once we like fast forward the two years. I remember it looking terrible, and then no, don't get me wrong, it doesn't look good, but I remember it looking like really terrible bleach. I I thought it looked a lot better this time around than the way I remembered it. But yeah, he had the ascot and everything. Like they really leaned into the cartoon. They did. And then you know they fast forward two years later, and the outfits changed. So like they were dressed like they were out of the sixties, the beginning of the movie. And then it fast forwards, and they just have kind of more modern versions. So Fred is wearing a white polo shirt and still has the ascot. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaggy's wearing a green tank top instead of like the t-shirt, and then Daphne is wearing like a more—I I don't want to say revealing dress, but it's just a, a less modest dress than the '60s version kind of thing. And, right. You know, it's it's funny because like they update it. It's exactly what you want in like a remake or a reboot or whatever, where they update it, but it's still very, very much those characters. Mm -hmm. I was confused by the Pamela Anderson cameo. 
Because I think even in like 2002, she was kind of like a I, nobody. I had a comment. Oh, I'm sorry. There were 53 stunt people on this film. Yeah, there was a lot that happened because you figure there was actual hand-to-hand combat scenes with Sarah Michelle Gellar and that wrestler dude. Melody Sorensen was stunt double for both Daphne and Velma. Interesting. And I mean, she's worked on everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty intense. They, uh, let's see, there was uh, that scene where um, Shaggy is inadvertently fighting people in the cave while he's dancing. You have Fred <laughs> just, like, he uses a hose as a weapon at one point in the movie. Uh, you had people getting thrown around. Like, there's a night where, like, people possessed by demons are, like, literally throwing people. There was a lot of stuff going on in this movie. This is a violent film. Yeah, so the thing that's crazy about this movie is they wanted to make, like, a rated R version initially what yeah so james who are they gonna market it to so james gunn wrote this movie psychopath right so (laughs) apparently like this was gonna be much darker shaggy and scooby were actually gonna be stoners Uh, velma and daphne were gonna be in a relationship like on the down low (laughs) like on the down low and it was supposed to be a little bit edgier in fact that was their intention but once they got sarah michelle geller matthew lillard and freddie prince jr who were kind of like the teeny bopper stars at the time they decided to, you know, reel it in a little bit. And apparently, even with the script that we got, even with the movie we got, the initial cut was rated R because of cleavage. And they had to, like, use CGI to cover what? stuff up. So I, I don't know what or where that happened. What were they thinking? Like, this is a pretty big budget movie. Right. How on earth do people go into a boardroom and decide? Like, I mean, they must have been very successful. At the time for the studio to take a chance on that pitch. Right. Well, James Gunn had only been writing a few things. I think this was prior to his. So James Gunn's biggest movie he did before he was able to start doing his own things was Dawn of the Dead. So he he was pretty new as far as I know. He wrote Although, Dawn of the Dead? He wrote the Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one. Oh. He wrote that. And then he went on to do Slither, which I was like a weird one. I love that That's movie. It's a great movie. So the thing is, I honestly can see having a dark scooby-doo movie like especially with how we have like riverdale and sabrina right now right but that that didn't start happening until recently right but i'm saying like now i could totally get on board with that or even go even darker almost like x-files where like ghosts actually exist so there's like there are theories that shaggy and uh fred are draft dodgers from the original so what if they actually were draft dodgers like put this back in like the 60s 70s era uh like they actually were you know dodging vietnam and they actually solve like a mystery on accident and then the government's like hey we won't press charges if you like solve these mysteries and like cover them up kind of thing so like maybe they do this thing where almost like x-files where there is a supernatural element but velma has to come up with all dark and serious and sleek and then (laughs) yeah i just don't (laughs) i don't know how they handle the dog that's gonna work really well what if they do this like what if like the supernatural stuff really exists or the occult really exists in this world and shaggy or scooby is like a possessed animal like a possessed dog or like a failed experiment i mean that'd be great if they want to blow this cgi budget right (laughs) make it telepathic oh no (laughs) just voiceover like homeward bound right i could see a dark scooby-doo Oh it could be cool, but let's okay, get back to what we actually good. did watch. Uh, Dawn of the Dead was actually two years after Scooby Doo. Yeah, I knew that. Two thousand four. I covered that on remake rewind already. Before this, he did like thirteen ghosts. Oh, Matthew Lillard was in that too. And something called Hamster PSA. <laughs> Jesus. So <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Jeez. Uh, nothing good. Nothing good. 
But so, hamster PSA, that must have been like what clinched him this gig. So <laughs> probably it had to be. So I think uh, there was a part that you really liked on the airplane. And I think it made you realize something about our relationship. What? So Isla Fisher shows up looking hot as hell, looking yeah. real good. And she sits next to Shaggy and Scooby. And Scooby is dressed as like a grandma because they would they wouldn't let dogs on the plane. And so her character's allergic to dogs. So she the dog uh, because Mary Jane's allergic to dogs, Shaggy like begs Scooby to go like sit with Fred. So f- he goes and sits next to Fred, and he starts barking because he smells a cat. So Velma's like, knock it off. And then Fred goes, hey, that doesn't work. It's simple modification. You flick a dog on the nose and they will cease any action. Yeah. And he flicks him and then Scooby punches Fred back. <laughs> See, I think I I can get on board with that. But what's really funny is, so early in our relationship, Katrina used to bite me a lot. <laughs> like all the time. Put me on blast. She'd bite me. Like, we'd be sitting like watching a, a movie, and she would just bite me. I love bite. So like, I, a little smooth so I started cheek, and then a, a, a little nibble. So I'd flick her on like the nose. A, like a cat. <laughs> so I flicked her in the nose, and then over, just the, so tasty. over the course of, what, like a month, month and a half, maybe two months, I flicked you on the nose every time, and then you stopped. And then I pointed out, I was like, I trained you. Yeah, but see, now I can bite you, and if you flick me, I'll just punch you in the face. But I learned that from this movie. Well, there you go. I learned something, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. So. So this- Isla Fisher comes onto the plane. Oh, she's beautiful. Here's the thing. I can't even, like, compare it to, like, peak Isla Fisher. Because every Isla Fisher is peak Isla Fisher. She looks great. Except for in this movie. No, she looks great. It's like, it's her face superimposed on a blonde, tanned body. She looks great. Uh, I think- see, I think, like, if I hadn't seen her as a redhead. Like, in her perfect, beautiful form, then this would still be, like, attractive. So I think... But when you compare it to what she usually looks like, this is not So, attractive. 12, 13 years old, at that age, most, you know, boys are, like, into boobs and stuff. Like, they're into, like, face and boobs, really, that's Right, it. and they had her in a push-up bra right. the entire time. So, boobs, but then I also, like, they had her in some nice shorts, and I was like, man, she's got <laughs> some really nice legs. Like, I was totally into it, and she showed her stomach. She was looking good for a 12, 13-year-old Mike. She awakened something in you. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yikes. What up, Isla? Poor thing. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in this movie is so, like I said earlier, they kind of split up and go their own ways. And there's a point where <laughs> it's such a stupid line, but it does come back later. Scooby and Shaggy are hanging out at the bar, and then Mary Jane shows up. So Shaggy is kind of talking to her. And the phone rings at the bar, and the bartender's like, "Hey, I've got a phone call for uh for Do, Mr. Do, for Mr. Do." <laughs> and uh, this guy walks up, is like Melvin Do, and he goes, "No, Shaggy." And then he go or Scooby Do, and so Scooby picks up the phone, and it's just like a voice, like, "I've got a bag full of hamburgers for you. Go into <laughs> the dark woody area alone." Kind of thing. He's like, "Okay," and he leaves. <laughs> and then, like, it comes back later. So there's a point where they. Most of the main cast gets uh, possessed except for for Shaggy. And then he finds this like cauldron that has like all the souls and he picks up Melvin Dew and then puts him back in. It was really funny. But yeah, Melvin, Melvin Dew. And I, it's just a stupid throwaway line, but I thought it was hilarious. But the, at the same time as that's going on, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's Daphne goes and she's like investigating this like hut and she sees this guy doing voodoo. And 
she's like, hey, mister. And he's like, wow, you scared the hell out of me. You Like, I was in the middle of a voodoo ritual. I was going to sacrifice this chicken. And it's a dead chicken already. <laughs> it's just like a chicken you buy at the grocery store. Like, no feathers, nothing. <laughs> it's just stupid little things like that. And then, like, there's this whole thing. Like, he says, don't go to the castle. She's like, you want me to go to the castle? He's like, no, I literally told you, do not go to the castle. She goes, yeah, but you're creepy. So you know I would do the opposite of what you tell me. And then it's like the classic thing where like, they try to talk themselves out of what they're doing. But it's just stupid little humor like that, and it works. Like, it's a <laughs> dumb movie. Like, it's really dumb, but all the actors just, they play it straight. Like, they, and it, it just works. I, I, I love it. What are some highlights for you? Um, Isla Fisher eating Scooby Snacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then, like, Shaggy just, like, completely falls in love because he thinks he's the only human who eats Scooby Snacks. Right. They're completely vegan. I had something in here, and now I don't understand what it means. It's all in caps. It says, Carol can throw. Carol can throw. It's right after Oh, yeah. Eggs. So, basically what happens, we cut, so Rowan Atkinson plays, like, the owner of the island. And he, mm-hmm. yeah, Mr. Bean, he <laughs> brings them. He explains, hey, I brought you here because something's going on. Uh, it's So, it seems like this is an amusement park only for, like, college students. And, like, everyone's, like, super growing out and everything as they're getting on the pl- off the planes and he explains when they leave, they are acting completely different. And he thinks something's going on because of like there's he was warned about mysterious forces on the island by the natives. So there's a girl hanging out in line and this guy gets off the plane. And he walks up to her. He's like, hey, Carol, it's it's me. So and so we've been friends since we we're like three years old. And she's like, I don't know you. He's like, we've known each other since we were three. We used to take bats. And she just picks him up and chucks him like 100 yards. <laughs> I do like in this movie. Um, that they kind of kept the theme from the show where no one takes Shaggy seriously, but he's right about pretty much everything. Yeah, he totally. So, yeah, so they end up he's going to like, the castle. I don't want to go to Spooky Island. Castles have paintings with eyes that follow you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like, and they're like in, in suits of armor and like secret passages. And Daphne's like, when has that ever happened? He goes, 12 times. And then the movie gets really intense. It gets weird. <laughs> so they go into So they go into this castle, which is also like, it doesn't seem like it's a ride, but I guess it has some animatronic stuff. And <laughs> it comes alive, and each of them gets kind of captured in their own way. So Shaggy and Scooby get trapped by, like, animatronic sausage links, and they're, like, pinned to the wall. Right. And Shaggy's like, eat your way out of it, Scoob. And he's like, it's plastic. And <laughs> Shaggy goes, you drink out of the toilet. And then Scooby goes, you too. <laughs> so then we know Shaggy drinks on the toilet. There's another point, like... Velma and and Fred are like investigating and there's like these giant axes swinging around on like pendulums and Fred stands up and he's about to get hit and Velma throws a book at him so he catches the book the axe hits the book and he goes flying through this like glass window into like the control room and his ass hits this lever I know and turn off the whole ride there was like a full insertion there so I rewound it because you missed it I'm like do you notice that that would hurt and you're like why would that hurt like it's just glass I'm like no watch and I rewind it and you see it in slow motion his butt hits this thing. That would hurt so bad. It's not so slow bad. motion. No, they just do a really fast cut. Like the, Oh, but it zooms in on it it's a little super, bit. It's a super tight um, frame on this butt. on this lever thing. And then Fred's ass hits it. Like and hard. It's like probably less than a second for that entire cut. But that would hurt. Which is hilarious that they even put it in there. Right. And then they like discover like Daphne finds this like pyramid thing and it's like a relic and and then they find that they out that this castle is like a brainwashing place. So they see this video and they're like, it's it's like those stupid training videos you see and everything else like at work and everything like don't sexual harass kind of thing. 
Don't but sexual sh- <laughs> harass. Don't sexual harass. Uh, but it shows like here, like how you should ha- like handle being a college student. It's like yo, 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 homies, what's up, <laughs> son? You know what though? A lot of those videos are that bad. They are that bad. It's terrible. When I went to Driver's Ed, my video had Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. I had a. Uh, my first job at the movie theater, our sexual harassment training, well, it was all like our general training thing, had Roger Lodge from Berline Date as the, the host of the training videos. That's random. Did you have to watch Red Asphalt in Driver's Ed? I did not. Oof. I did a at-home Driver's Ed. That's lame. Yeah. yeah whatever. I Who did. studies at home as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, one of our listeners, uh, was it Hannah Mayer? Yeah. Hannah? brought up um scrappy do pretending like you don't know her name that's my goddaughter <laughs> <laughs> trying to protect her identity you jerk <laughs> uh so had a mare i've only known her for a decade <laughs> um so there's this like flashback scene so after they get out of the castle they all decide to go their separate ways again so velma decides to go have a drink with this guy at the bar he just i don't know why but she's having this drink and she gets a little drunk and this guy is like, so what's the deal with you guys? So she has this like flashback of like, we used to be happy and they're in the van and Scrappy-Doo pops up and he starts pissing on Daphne. Yeah. And so Sco- um, Fred goes, hey, I told you, no ping on Daphne. Like, is he just incontinent or is no. he actually marking her? He's marking. That's what he said. That's so so it goes like this. He goes, Fred goes, knock it off. I told you not to do it. He goes, like it was an accident. He's like, you're marking her your territory. And he goes, you don't have the scrope for this job. Oh, God. And then they throw him out the van. Half of the rest of my notes are, I hate Scrappy. Right. No, Scrappy was perfect. I hated Scrappy in the cartoon. Absolutely despised him. Puppy power. The the worst. Like, that actually just made me a little bit nauseous, what you just did. (laughs) And they managed to replicate that perfectly in the film. Right. But I like that they they poke fun at it. Like, they're acknowledging that Scrappy that is annoying. the worst character well, of all time. Well, they all dislike him, and they end up, he goes, you know what? It's time we hash this out. Like, I should be the leader, and they just throw him out the van. Right. It seems like they just kind of off him there, and right. then that's it. Right. So you think that's it. Well, then demons attack. Like, these giant purple demon things, like, burst through the hotel. It's and- so random. Well, we did get a brief kind of image of one earlier. So when she- when Scooby goes off into the woods for the bag full of hamburgers, mm-hmm. one does attack him, but he doesn't quite know what's going on. And he accidentally slingshots one. So he ends up telling Shaggy about it. But right as he comes out of the woods and he's like, there's a monster coming. Some guy in a costume shows up. So at this point, we're supposed to think that maybe Sha- Scooby was hallucinating. But... All these demons come and like they destroy the hotel. They really do. They, um, they end up taking out Shaggy or no, sorry, uh, Scooby, Daphne, and Velma. They all get captured and go off, and then Shaggy runs away and with Scooby, and they wake up on the beach the next day, and everything's perfect. Right. And so, what was interesting is I asked you, I'm like, did does this happen all the time? Because we know people are possessed constantly. I'm like, does this happen all the time? Did this was this a one off thing? Because they, uh, they scab Shaggy and Scooby there, and it turns out no, this happens all the time. They just destroy the hotel and clean it up every day. Scabby and Shuggy. Scabby and Shuggy. Is that what I said? You almost did. Oh, <laughs> uh, but then the movie just kind of like, like sugar rays there randomly. Oh, God, I cannot stand Mark McGrath. He's one of those people who was a celebrity for like two years, 
And then he was kind of like dancing with the star status for the He's next like Mario Lopez. 20 years. And he is riding that for as long as he can and obviously loves it. He, he does the <laughs> Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment Tonight or whatever with like uh, Mario Lopez. They, they have like the same career basically. He's one of those people where he has absolutely no shame as long as he's still in the limelight. In the he's been in uh, several of the Sharknado movies. Yikes. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, he's the worst. So. Just like a got a punchable face. So at, at this point, um, Shaggy and Scooby kind of get in a fight, and they like go through like the ATV, this ATV chase, and it's like a really creepy scene. So like Fred and Velma are possessed, and they get like a group of college students to start chasing them through the woods. And Shaggy's on one ATV, Scooby's on his own ATV driving somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Isla Fisher. Can you drive the- an ATV without? Those? No. It's all throttle. <laughs> I mean. No, you can't. You can train a cat to flush a toilet. That's different. You, it's just pushing. It's not gripping and twisting. They, they've got grips on the thing. No. It, it would just stick to his little no, toes. No, you couldn't do it. I think you So could. anyway, Isla Fisher's on the back of Shaggy's, and her face just hits a tree. You see her head bend way back, and her face is all messed up, and she's <laughs> possessed. I'm like, it just spit all over my good. face. That's how you know it's good. So Shaggy... And Scooby get in a fight because Shaggy doesn't believe Scooby. Scooby falls through a trap door, and then Shaggy decides he needs to go after Scooby and forget the girl. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, right? So that's when Shaggy finds the vat of souls, and he just <laughs> picks, he's like, cherry picks his friend's souls out, like, leaving everybody else. Rude. And we get this weird, like, body swap moment. So because he gets all the souls out, Fred ends up in Daphne's body, Daphne ends up in. Whose body did da- Vel- No, Velma was in her body, but Fred and Daphne switched. And so they have this thing like, hey, I could look at myself <laughs> naked. <laughs> and then it keeps switching randomly. So Velma has this thing like string theory or whatever. Like, we're going to randomly switch until our bodies end up in the Eventually. right. Right. So there's a point where Shaggy ends up in Daphne's body. And he's like, oh, or, or yeah, Daphne. He's like, oh, Daphne, what's wrong? Don't you ever eat? He's <laughs> like. And she did look very skinny in this movie. She was very skinny. And then the movie just kind of like they agree to team up and they're going to work on they figure out what, exactly what's going on. They're going to they find out that Scooby is going to be a sacrifice. And uh, they have this. They find but out Scooby's kind of down with it. Well, he's he's not. <laughs> he doesn't know what sacrifice means. Right. Uh, so they figure out that the demons need humans so they can be out in the daylight. Because when their souls got pushed back in their body, the demons' bodies went outside and got burned by the sun. So they have this really elaborate plan. They're going to drop this, like, disco ball into, like, the cave and, like, have mirrors shine the sun in it. And then, once again, just like the beginning of the movie, Shaggy kind of messes up the plan. Everything falls apart. And everybody gets captured except for Shaggy. So Shaggy ends up having to put on, like, a costume. And he goes and tells Scooby, like, you're going to be a sacrifice. And and he goes, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice. And he's like, no, that's a bad thing. And then we find out that Rowan Atkinson is actually Shaggy in a human robot suit. It gets so weird. It gets really weird, and then he becomes they they start the sacrifice. So he gets a bunch of like souls into um, Scrappy's body. Scrappy goes like full rogue in this. Like he's yeah, evil he's evil. Scrappy. He and so like the whole point is he's it's he wants these demons to take over the entire world. Like he wants to destroy the world. Yeah, it's insane. And then he becomes giant, and because he has consumes a bunch of souls he does like a roid rage thing yeah and then yeah that's kind of the end of the movie and they they kind of redeem themselves and 
they get back together and like the news crew comes like, hey, you solved the mystery again. And Fred like decides not to be a narcissist and let Velma take credit for everything. Why did the creatures speak English? That was kind of weird. That was the train. Oh, so that was part of the training, the brainwashing video. So the very first line, like, they like, welcome to Spooky Island. This language that I'm speaking is English. And then it went into the like, Got this is how it. college students teach or co- college students act. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, we brushed through a lot. Like this movie was hilarious. It, I mean, it had cartoon physics. I, I, I really liked it quite a bit. You want to hear something like really random and weird about this? Yes. Shaggy is a strict vegetarian in the film. Oh. Um, because Casey Kasem, who was Shaggy's original voice, yep. voice insisted on it. But in the original cartoon, he ate like chicken and stuff like that and sandwiches and stuff. Right. Apparently, like, this was a hard line that he drew in like the 60s, the late 60s. And so he was usually, usually a vegetarian. Oh. In, uh... Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Weird, right? I had no idea. <laughs> but, like, the whole point, what's what's interesting about this movie is the whole point is it's supposed to be different. So, like, Daphne becomes, like, a black belt, and she's able to fight, like, this giant luchador guy, and Shaggy is supposed to be, Shaggy and Scooby are supposed to be the constant in the group, and Velma is supposed to learn how to be a little bit more outgoing. And I like that they all learned these lessons by the end, but are still very much themselves. Mm-hmm. So I I really liked this movie quite a bit. Um, Matthew Lillard, like perfect. He was freaking perfect, but he also probably did some permanent damage to his vocal cords for this film because originally, when they started production, he would scream to get his voice hoarse to make it perfect to do Shaggy. Weird. And eventually, it kept wearing on him too much, so then he just kind of had to imitate what he sounded like. Which, either way, is really, really bad for your. And then he did another movie. Yikes. I mean, he's such a boss. I love Matthew, Matthew Lillard Lillard's so much. Great. I he's think great he's in super everything. underappreciated. Absolutely. I, I, we talked about him. He and, and Josh Brolin are like top ten underrated actors. I don't. I mean, know obviously Josh they're Brolin's both incredibly respected, but they're just they're so much better than people give them credit. I for. I, I think that was true with Josh Brolin maybe a couple years ago, but yeah. I think he's, he's now, I think now. he's considered like a list now. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. He like you said, he's good in everything. Like um. This was the year he kind of like stopped being in things around 2005, 2006, at least things that everybody sees. Like he was great in uh, Without a Paddle, which was like a comedy that had him, Dax Shepard and Seth Green. He was like the best part of that. We've already talked about how great he was in um, She's All That. Mm-hmm. And uh, 13 Ghosts, he was a little bit more serious in that movie. And like he's great in that movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. He's he's very I definitely think he was the stronger component in the Freddie Prince Jr. Matthew Lillard relationship, like dynamic duo. But of course, Freddie Prince Jr. got all the all the glory. Yeah, bastard. I I don't have anything else to talk about this movie. Like it's it's very entertaining. Apparently, the band Weezer was invited to be in the film and turned it down. Oh, so (laughs) Freddie Prince Jr. didn't want to do this movie, right? So. They wanted For whatever a reason, couple, the director couple. really wanted a real-life teeny bopper kind of couple. Okay, I feel like the entire brainstorming and pre-production of this film was just, like, a bunch of them getting high. Probably. But yeah, they really <laughs> wanted a real-life couple. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. didn't want to do it because apparently he's a big fan of the 
the original series and he didn't think a movie would do it justice but sarah michelle geller really wanted to do it and this i mean was... is scooby-doo really something so sacred that you're like afraid to ruin it scooby-doo is pretty sacred for a lot of people really? i like i mean it's fun but it's such a low quality cousin, it's hard steven, to mess it up steven was obsessed with scooby-doo like obsessed with scooby-doo a yeah. lot of people okay but it's hard to mess up i mean if you try to take i don't know i i can i get it like and if you don't want to be the one response, if it's something you really like and you don't want to be in a bad version of it, I kind of get it. Right. So, well, yeah. And maybe maybe because this movie was in like development limbo for such a long time right. from like, I don't know, through most of the 90s, basically. In 96, they were going to move forward with it and Jim Carrey was going to play Shaggy. That's weird. I don't like that. Yeah. But I mean, 96 Jim Carrey right. kind of works. I'd rather see him as Fred, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know how you could have done this in the 90s. Like, it would have had to have been, like, Homeward Bound status. Because even this, in 2002, having a 100% CG character was a little weird. And, like, they did stuff. Like, we've talked about, like, how the mask, that CG stuff in it works because it's so stylized. Like, this was on that cusp of, like, yeah, they made it look cartoony, but it was interacting full time with the real world. And it, it, it didn't blend very well there were times where you know they would be interacting with scooby or one of the demons or something and it didn't quite look right mm -hmm. like this movie was either a little too late or a little too early maybe and it did well like it did enough to do a sequel and if i recall correctly the sequel is significantly better i, I really actually want to watch the second one after watching this but yeah i, I enjoyed it you know what we didn't talk about what? and we both laughed so hard at, uh, and this isn't the first time we laughed at this toilet humor kind of thing um, but there's a point where they're in the castle and Shaggy and Scooby are having like a farting contest. Oh, jeez. And it's really stupid. Like, it was really it's, stupid. It's really stupid. Like, we laughed at that part, but it wasn't, it, it was really dumb. And like, Shaggy's like, I'm not stopping until your fur is singed off. And like Daphne walks in. She's like, oh God. But then there's a point where they're trying to get out of the castle, but all these bad guys are coming in. They're like, we need to hide. So they all put on these costumes really quick and they pretend to be like set pieces. And as soon as the bad guys walk away, Shaggy's in a suit of armor and there's like a fire going right next to And then he, you, he farts and you hear it like, fur and you hear it echo in his armor and then it hits the flame. You just go, <laughs> Ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous scene. You know what? Like reflecting on this movie, it's just so bizarre that it got made. It, is, it feels the, like one giant joke. Like the studio, like almost everyone was making a dare with each other. It's and almost thinking, like the producers trying to make a bad movie. Absolutely. And thinking everyone else was going to like back down, but then no one really knowing where to back out. So then they finished this whole bizarre movie after that entire like lead up to it. And they released it the same day as Windhawkers and The Bored Identity damn like oscar contenders and that's insane <laughs> what were they doing this had to be some kind of a scam to just like launder money, money. <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of any or maybe other there reason there was a thing where they, they were gonna lose the rights and they just needed to make there something. had to be because it's weird we didn't even talk about linda Ca uh, cardellini playing velma i think she was perfect for velma too. she was because she really she's garofalo was originally Gonna play Velma I when Mike that. Myers was kind of heading up the project. Mike Myers, what was he gonna be? Was he gonna I be don't Fred? No, I think maybe he was like producing or directing or something. Interesting. Janine Garofalo as Velma, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, did you see who would have been Daphne? No, I didn't. No, uh, but Vel Linda Cardellini was great. She did the voice. I really loved the point where like when the demons are attacking and she gets captured because she just assumes it's a person in a mask. Because she like walks up its giant. And he's like, these things are all like twelve feet tall. 
<laughs> and like the she like grabs it by the face, climbs up its body, and starts like yanking on it. Like really neat mask. <laughs> uh, I love that they didn't take any of it too seriously, no. and they matched um the performance of the cartoon pretty closely i agree like they made it just barely real enough where they're not robotic right it's not super awkward but it's also just completely absolutely scooby-doo i I think the weakest link in this by far is freddie prince jr (laughs) like daphne even sarah michelle geller wasn't that great in this i i think when you look at um velma and shaggy i think those two are like the shining stars in this Uh uh-huh the thing I think with, Freddie Prince Jr. seemed bored in most of his he movies. He did. And the thing that I didn't like about this characterization of Fred is I don't think they could tell what to do. Because, like, obviously he's supposed to be the leader. And in the cartoon, I mean, it was very formulaic. It was always just like, me and Daphne are going to go here. Velma, you're going to go do her own thing. And Shaggy and Scooby, you go do your thing, right? He's just there to get all the glory. Right. Basically. But in this version, like... And I think that was the point of right. it. That he doesn't really do anything. But in this version, they tried to make him both seem smart and stupid. And I didn't understand that. Because there's a point where, like, when Sha- or Scooby is dressed as a grandma, and everyone's like, nobody's ever only an idiot would fall for this and he's like hey who's the ugly broad but then he's also like taking point on stuff and then he also is like behavior modification and flicks like there are points where they try to make him seem smart and other points where they try to make him feel stupid and then later on when they like he's the one who comes up with the plan and it's actually a pretty solid plan but he's stupid too because then when they get caught again like they pretend to be possessed still and there's a point where they're doing this like dance and Velma and Fred are pretending to do the dance with all the possessed people. And then the music stops and Fred keeps going. He's like, yo, 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 dogs, you forgot the next part of the dance. We do the electric slide and then the shuffle. And it's like, I, I don't feel like they really could figure out what they wanted to do with him. Right. So I'd say that's the weakest part of the movie. But overall, but, really know, enjoyable. I, I honestly, it seems like he was probably not really feeling acting at this point anyway because i think this is one of his last live action projects he right because he does disappeared voiceover. for a little bit yeah he did a lot of star wars stuff star wars rebels he does voiceover and apparently he was in that olay commercial that sarah michelle geller did oh weird for the super bowl and, like, that my I, friend was in he did a guest spot in like psych in like season two or season three he doesn't do a lot i mean he's working a lot as a voice actor. robot chicken i know he does a lot on that like that's the ideal career right there. Right. All these animation he's constantly credits. Working. Yeah. Low pressure. He's doing it right. Good for you, Freddie. Good Prince for Jr. you, Freddie. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked this. It yeah. was enjoyable. It was Would dumb, you watch the sequel? But yes, just I'm, for fun. I'm gonna watch the sequel. Yeah, I, mean, I really wanna watch it. It's uh, gonna happen. I, I kinda wanna just buy that one too. You know, I don't know that I would have enjoyed this when it came out. But I think now I can appreciate the absurdity of everything. Yeah. And it also, like, just knowing and seeing how everyone else's careers have progressed, especially James Gunn, um, it really casts this in a very different light than I probably right. would have seen it. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm going to say, I mean, obviously your childhood going to be ruined, but I'm going to say my childhood's not ruined. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I don't. And it's not very long. It's only an hour and 26 minutes. It's a good watch. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Quick and easy. Yeah, like me. Like my high school girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bang my high school girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, so what are we going to be covering on our next episode of Ruin My Childhood? Speed. 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 We're going to do speed. Speed. We're doing speed. Keanu. I'm always Keanu. a fan of Keanu. Sandy. Yeah. Young Sandy. Young she Sandy. She was so cute back then. 
I remember that being a great movie. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the bus jumping. Heck yes. Uh, who directed Speed? I don't know who directed I it. I think it's someone who directed something else that we covered recently. I I mean, we'll we'll look Was that it up. Catherine Bigelow? No, that's <laughs> she. She did um Point Break. She did Point Break. But we'll figure that out and talk about it on the next episode. Yeah. All right. So where can our listeners find you, Katrina? I'm all over the internet at Katrinaocity. Check out her YouTube. Woo. Check out our YouTube. Also, we haven't asked for this in a while, but leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever. Yeah. Like and share our episodes. If you like this podcast, share it. Otherwise, tell people we about have it. no reason to keep doing it. Yeah. Show, tell your <laughs> friends about it. Realistically, if no one's listening. I mean, people are listening, but we could always use more. Yeah. But if you want to support the show, you can also check out patreon.com slash mdxpods. Chip in a buck. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we have web hosting. We got to pay to watch the movies because we don't pirate the movies. We Katrina's an actress, and we believe in paying for people's art. And uh, yeah, help us do that. Yeah. Please and thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.